Welcome to Energy Matters to You, August 16th, 2017th edition. The Energy Matters to You podcast is a communication platform that features technologies and thought leaders working to advance energy efficiency. The Energy Matters to You podcast seeks to connect buyers with sellers so that practical, cost-effective energy efficiency and sustainable energy solutions continue to gain market traction. Today's podcast is brought to you with support from RetroCool Energy Services. RetroCool is in the business of providing cooling-related energy conservation services to commercial, industrial, and government entities. RetroCool customers routinely realize benefits such as lower energy use, reduced peak electrical demand, extended equipment life, reduced maintenance costs, and improved indoor air quality. RetroCool Energy. So we're your host. My name is Leo Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, Ron Galuli. Ron, that, that is your name, right? That is my name. Thanks, Leo. I'm glad you remembered your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes me a while. We've been at this for a while, Ron. We've been at this for a couple of years with these these podcasts. Yeah, we're taking it to the next level. Um, we have a new, uh, new staff member, uh, Damian Woodard. And uh, Damian, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Ron and Leo brought me on as a marketing analyst to help uh, migrate the Energy Matters to You podcast onto a new platform. So now we have a, a fancy new website that I hope everybody goes and listens to. We currently have three episodes up on the new Podbean website. We hope to have two more episodes posted within the next couple of weeks. And I'm really excited to be here and learn more about the energy efficiency sector and hopefully expose more people to all the good work people are doing. Damien, that sounded way too professional. I'm a little concerned that the people might not think this is really energy matters to you. <laughs> well, it's my first. It's my first section, so I really gotta prove that I know what I'm doing. You're doing well. That's a well. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Thanks so, for having me. Today we've got a we've got a, an energy veteran with us. Today we've got Adam Orslack, who's got a new commercial venture, Pro Insulation. Adam, welcome. Welcome to Energy Matters to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, you and I bumped into each other years ago when you were with uh, Next Step Living. Correct. And, uh, you know, we, we had a little uh, conversation about uh, what you did at Next Step Living. And I, I think it's easy to say what you didn't do. But why don't you track us through uh, your growth uh, and the company's growth over the time that you were there with them? Sure. So I started with Next Step Living in '09. I had recently moved to Boston. I owned a uh, frame-to-finish construction company in New Hampshire previously. And as the economy was downturning, it was during the, you know, the Great Recession, uh, building in New Hampshire pretty much dried up. There wasn't any work for me up there. So I come down to, to Boston to try to pick up some work. And I ended up actually uh, doing some small remodeling gigs and, and just was kind of over it. So I wanted to try to get into the energy sector. I wanted to become an energy auditor. I really wanted to hang up my, my tool belt was my goal. So I responded to a Craigslist ad um, for this company, Next Step Living, that was just getting started and uh, interviewed with, with two of the, were one of the founding members and, and one of the more senior people. Uh, ended up getting the job in the fall of 09, didn't really start until the, oh, sorry, the fall of 08, didn't really start until the spring of 09. Um, the company had been in business for probably about six months or so had just really started conducting energy audits. I was hired to be what was called an implementation aid at the time. My job was to air was to work with the energy auditor and, and do air sealing. We were weren't doing audits within the Mass Aid program at the time. We were there was a, a program called the gas, I believe it was called the gas network or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, 
So, Adam, let's so, do this because um, you're, you're hanging up the, the tool belt there and uh, you respond to this Craigslist ad to a company called Next Step Living. And what, what did you understand that Next Step Living was, was going to do? What did you sign on to, to help them grow? Uh, so my, what I signed on to do was was to help grow the energy audits. So at, at the time, they were basically doing um, four cost energy audits. So ch- actually charging customers for energy audits um, within Massachusetts. And it was a, a two person audit that lasted about three hours. There was a lot of air sealing that went along with it and a, a modeling of the home to show where the customer could could improve their energy efficiency. Got it. So in two, 2008, 2009, you're joining Next Step Living and they're, they're really focused on delivering a, a high quality, in-depth audit focused on the residential community. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And then the, the growth of the company was really impressive. Um, I think I recall from an earlier conversation with you that you were one of the, the first 10 employees in the company. Correct. Yeah. When I started, there was a couple energy auditors, a couple of us implementation aides. Um, the C- CEO, a marketing guy, um, and then a COO. And that was basically it. Um, the company was was very small. We quickly got into the Mass Save program through a program called Renew Boston, which was started with Next Steps Living in the city of Boston in 2010, I believe. And the, the goal of that program was to get the Mass Save program out to residents within the city of Boston that hadn't normally accessed that type of program in the past. Through the use of TARP money that Boston was receiving um, and then the utility funded money, which is ratepayer money, they were able to combine that and create a really great incentive for customers within the city of Boston. So a customer wasn't just receiving a an incentive or a rebate from Mass Save, they were also getting money from the city of Boston through the TARP money to improve the energy efficiency of their home. And that's how Next Step Living really took off. I mean, that, that was the beginning of, of how the company took off. And within, um, let's see, the, the winter of 2010, I moved from being an, uh, uh, an auditor and implementation aide to running our first weatherization truck. Um, Within a year and a half, we had 30 installation trucks. So I, I ramped up. I, I went from running a truck to becoming a field manager of five to ten trucks, and then ramped, um, you know, through with with the with the help of senior leadership, ramped that to uh, having 32, I think, or 34 was our top was the most amount of, amount of installation trucks we had working just in Massachusetts. Uh, we we eventually had trucks in um, Connecticut and New Hampshire as well, but. My my role was to oversee the 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 crews that were running within the Mass Save program and the Renew Boston program within Massachusetts, which became the largest home performance contractor in New England. Got it, Adam. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the uh, the uh, the ramp up and the and the trucks and actually because that plays right into what Pro Insulation is doing. But before we get to that spot, I just wanted to bring Ron Glulian on this because. Ron, you've, you've tracked uh, energy efficiency programs and incentive programs. And, you know, what Adam's pointed out here is that uh, uh, Next Step Living was really smart in terms of identifying the incentive money and the Renew Boston money to help drive the growth of, of Next Step Living in particular. I'm wondering, Ron, if you can comment on, you know, uh, um, utilities success and problems specifically around the, the residential energy efficiency marketplace. What what things were, were working when you were at that national grid and what things were not working specifically on residential energy efficiency? Right. You know, with regard to residential, uh, and I think 
the next step living example is you had um, quite a few contractors participating in the residential markets. And in some cases, you know, those individual contractors are working as subcontractors. Then you had next step living come in and make a big play at, okay, let's go at this big time and um, develop our fleet of, of uh, insulation trucks. And ultimately, it, it seemed to implode, you know, as they got bigger. Um, so it, it goes back to, I think, the model where they were using smaller subcontractors and having uh, a general contractor manage those fleets. So, you know, Adam, I'm not sure how, how that impacted Next Step Living and what they were doing and ultimately what led to the demise. Well, let's get right to that, Adam, because, uh, you know, you, you – ended your tenure with Next Step Living as the director of install operations. So there's 34 trucks at one point on, on the road, and you've got a, you know, a, a fairly senior position here with a, a key part of the deliverables for Next Step Living. Can, can you walk us through what was Next Step doing well, and uh, where do you think some of the, the gaps were that ultimately caused the, the company to close? Sure. So I, I ended my, my time with Next Step Living actually helping to close the business down. Um, the my role at that at the end was I was in charge of um, it, I got to kind of go around to get to to okay. how it closed. We had we had our model our model for pretty much the entire uh, existence of Next Step Living as we grew until uh, the fall of 2015 or the 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 summer of 2015 was a kind of um, horizontally integrated model where we had I I ran operations across five different, four different business lines. So our windows department, um, our solar department, our mini split, and then our weatherization department. We had another small um, venture that we got into that I helped with, but that we don't even, it didn't go very far. What we decided to change in 2015 was to go vertically integrated. So I went back to, to running the weatherization department and we vertically integrated um, our sales teams and in, in, in windows to Basically, you'd have a sales team focused just on Windows along with an operations team just focused on Windows and an account management team focused just on Windows, as opposed to having those teams focused across multiple business lines. And the idea behind it was to foster accountability and 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 really make sure that those business lines were, were functioning at the highest level they could. <clears throat> what led to the, the Next Step Living closing was... The goal, one of the primary goals of the business was to create a, a business model that would be able to be kind of placed in multiple states that had good rebate structures and good ways for customers to, to access either utility rebates or government rebates to try to increase the energy efficiency of their home. So what, we were, what Next Step Living was trying to do was create a plug and play model that you could put into multiple states and utility bases that would help customers move to creating their houses more more energy efficient which in turn would lower the carbon footprint of of residential homes as being one of the, the larger carbon emitters in the in the country so it was a very much a environmentally focused business for profit you know obviously the the, the part of the point of the business was yeah, to, to absolutely environmentally focus, but to also make money. And what happened was we grew so quick, the company did not make money. That's what it comes down to 
it basically comes, becomes the bottom line. Our weatherization department was profitable. Our solar division at times was profitable. Um, there, but as a whole, the company was very, very, it went from 10 employees to almost 900 employees in less than four years. It grew very fast. Uh, a lot of money was thrown into multiple states to try to, to, to grow those customer bases in general, getting customers to move to um, action with energy efficiency, it's not, you know, it's not one of those things. It's not like remodeling your kitchen where everybody, you know, is excited about remodeling their kitchen. Nobody's really excited about improving the insulation levels in their attic. So getting customers to move to, to want to do that takes time and costs money. And that's where, that's what Next Step Living struggled with is how to create a, a life, lifestyle or a life cycle with a customer didn't eat away at the profitability of those jobs right off the bat. And, and when I say the profitability of those jobs, the mass save program is it's rate payer funded, but it's also a fixed price structure. Com- companies have to be very diligent about their cost structures in order to make a profit within the, the program. And it's a great program and it can absolutely be done. I think we found at Next Step Living that doing it at the scale that we were trying to do it was probably, I'm not saying impossible because there's other companies out there that are doing it. We just didn't have the right formula. Yeah. Well, good thing. I, I can't imagine you could be in a better position uh, to, to learn about what's required in the context of, you know, the utility space, uh, large cities like Boston, how to interact with, with contractors or delivering services, how to integrate new products. What you were able to do over your tenure at Next Step Living is you got to see all this, the things that worked and, and didn't work. And so here you are, Pro Insulation. How'd you guys get started and, uh, and where are you headed? So Pro Insulation has been around since uh, 2013. Uh, it was started in Connecticut by my partner Doug Stewart. He was a subcontractor of Next Step Living, and actually, we he he his background is has been in in energy efficiency. He worked for Anger Insulation. Um, he's he's been in the insulation business for a long time. He partnered with Next Step Living in Connecticut, and I believe it was right around 2013 uh, 2014. He partnered with Next Step Living, and and he was able to grow Pro Insulation to a to a fairly substantial. Uh, insulation operation, both in Massachusetts and Connecticut. And after the collapse of Next Step Living, he, he you know, it did affect a lot of, it affected thousands of customers. And, and of course, everybody at Next Step Living will regret that, that worked at Next Step Living at the time will regret that. But it also affected a lot of our contractors. And I worked closely with a lot of our contractors and that affected me greatly in, in seeing how, how they were impacted by um, what happened with Next Step Living. So I, I and I, I'd become friends with Doug and I'd stayed in touch with Doug and Early this spring, Doug and, and one of my other former, former employees of mine at Next Step Living uh, were having lunch and we were talking about how to grow business with, with pro insulation and, and within, the, within the, what's called the independent insulation contractor model of, of, of the Mass A program, which is basically that you, you as an independent insulation contractor, you're subcontracted work from the lead vendors. Uh, you don't go actually out there and create your own work like Next Step Living did as an HPC. So what I talked to Pro or, or Doug about was it's very tough to grow a business when you're relying on somebody else to kind of feed you your customers. So what we've decided that we want to do is, is 
work our way into becoming a home performance contractor. And we're, we're heading down that path now um, where we're, we're creating our own, we're bringing our own, our, our own customers to the program. Uh, what we're trying to do is do it at a much smaller scale so that we can really keep an, a close eye on the quality of work. Two of the bigger takeaways that I had from Next Step Living was scale is incredibly hard to maintain. Working at that scale is incredibly hard to maintain a very high level of, of customer service and quality. Just too many crews out there, too hard to oversee. It costs way too much have to have oversight and, and supervision in the in the field to to watch that many crews. We have no intention of growing that large. We have a, our goal as a as a contractor is to is to produce very high quality work with extremely high quality customer service and give customers that feeling of what improvement in their home should really be like. You know, there's a contractors of, of any type of industry now are, get a pretty bad rap because there's a lot of people out there that are in it for the money and just want to get in and get out and don't care what they, how they treat your house and, you know, don't communicate the process very well and don't set expectations very well. And, and we, I want to rebuild that, trust that customers should have that a contractor in their house is going to do the right thing for their house, not just the right thing for the contractor. Right. So one of the key learnings in your experience was that the the scale and the pace of growth that Next Step Living experience was exciting, but ultimately wasn't sustainable. And that was a key reason that the company failed. You just couldn't, couldn't take this high contact process of residential energy efficiency improvement and then scale it quickly enough for a large 900 person organization to to make the margins they need to stay in business is that that a fair statement yeah i mean it's obviously far more complex but there's there's i mean there's more more facets but i think that the biggest takeaway for me is that we grew in the next up living grew incredibly fast and it was not the, the amount of training that you need for a person to become a very good energy auditor can't happen in, you know, a two week period when, it, when you're trying to push that many auditors out in the field. I mean, it takes a long time to become a good energy auditor. It takes a very long time to become a, a good crew lead for an insulation truck. And, you know, we were needing to have hired 10 people or 15 people a month just to cover attrition and, and, you know, it just that that all that always impacts on the customer's experience and and really the profitability of the company. You have you you end up having a high cost of quality because in the Mass A program, the the utilities do a fantastic job of QCing work afterwards. I mean, there's it's the one of the few times that it's one of the few programs where customers a fair amount of a fair amount of time can expect or can have an inspector come and take a look at the work that was done in their house and tell them if it was done right. And I think that's a fantastic part of the program. It's very hard to keep up that high quality when you're having lots of turnover and doing, I mean, at, at one point we were doing a thousand installation jobs a month. I mean, it's, it's very tough to get the training needed to have those people running those jobs and the people going out to QC those jobs internally for next step living at enough jobs where you don't have defaults in work. Adam, you mentioned two things that I want to pull Ron Galuli in on. One is the you know, the premium on having a quality energy auditor. I know that, Ron, most of your work has been in the commercial sector, but can you just comment a little bit about how important it is both from the side of the, you know, the customers, meeting customer expectations, meeting utility expectations, and ultimately our goal here, driving down energy usage, the importance on 
on having uh, a quality energy auditor? And what are some of the, the characteristics that make an energy auditor uh, good, you know, either in residential or commercial settings? Well, what we found, and we're, we're in the com- commercial industrial space, and, you know, our ramp up, I work for Lidos, has been somewhat not as trajectory as Next Step Living, but, you know, we started with two, three years ago, and we have uh, nine now on our staff. And finding the right combination for an auditor, it's part, part science and part art, and you have to have a creative thinking mind. So it's not for everybody. You know, you can find plenty of engineers out there that may be good at uh, designing or doing spec type engineering. But the energy auditing, there's so many different factors. And there's also the people factor, uh, which I think Adam alluded to. You're basically in the service industry. You need to develop credible relationships on the utility side, but also credible relationships on the customer facing side. And finding that those individuals can, that can fit that role um, is challenging. And you really need to find the right people so that your business can grow. Otherwise, you're going to suffer problems like Next Step Living have with regard to credibility and um, service issues. Basically, you know, it sounds like lack of communication and coordination. And we face the same thing. Um, it's so crucial for communication, coordination, collaboration and to have the right people doing the right job. Yeah, I think that Ron makes a really good point. I mean, a, a really good energy auditor is somebody that's passionate about the environment and, and really is able to to educate the customer on what they can do and whether it's their home or their or a commercial business. You know, what what kinds of things that can really help uh, solve issues in the home in terms of comfort and energy efficiency. But at the same time, they have to have a bit of a sale. They, they have to be a teacher and a little bit of a salesman at the same time. I mean, it's, you see a lot of one or the other. It's very tough to find people that are both, you know, an actual advisor can can really teach people about how they're losing heat or 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 using excess electricity in their house um, and then sell the person the right solutions because it's not – and we used to say it all the time, it, it, energy efficiency in, in, in terms of insulation and air sealing and, you know, LED lighting. I mean, that stuff is not, that's not a very sexy home improvement. Solar, on the other hand, is like very sexy. Everybody thinks that solar is like, wow, it's solar. You can see the panels. I'm, I, you know, I, I can understand the benefits right away. With, when it comes to, to weatherization and, and that facet of, of energy efficiency, it's it's not tangible. It's not. It's very tough to, you know, you, you, you can see it in your bills and you can hopefully feel it in the comfort of your home, but it's a very, takes a little bit of a salesmanship to be able to get customers to really move to action. The rebates help. It's absolutely a fact that the rebates help, but um, you have to have a good balance of, of being an advisor, being an educator, and then being a salesperson. And that's yeah. very tough to find. So Adam, let's dig in on that because, you know, Doug Stewart, and pro insulation have they've been around they've been in massachusetts and connecticut and clearly they've um they've built a business based on the quality of their technicians so there's good technical work and you talked about you know you spread yourself over 34 different trucks and it becomes really difficult to provide the level of quality consistently that that you think that the company needs and then we're talking here specifically about the energy auditors the science and the art and the aspect of how do you take a, uh, a an objective like weatherization 
and uh, and turn it into something that has real appeal that gets people to to want to go after it and see that in their own home. So what's what is pro insulation going to do that's going to be different? That's going to help your energy auditors. That's going to help the public and your prospects and clients recognize the the importance of weatherization in, in their own home. So one thing that I like to look at in terms of of how we want to approach an energy audit, and, and just to be clear, we're not doing energy audits right now. We will be, you know, in the near future, but we're we're developing our processes now now around that. What we, the way that we're going to approach this situation is there's a lot of companies out there that are doing energy audits. And I think there's 14 companies in the HPC program in Mass A right now. Um, some of them are, some of them are, are they do very few energy audits. Some of them uh, do a, a lot of energy audits and are, are bigger players. Uh, what we're trying to focus on is a more comprehensive energy audit that, that is a more to a, a two, uh, two to three hour audit. So we, our advisors will only be running uh, two audits a day as opposed to many doing three audits a day. Um, and what we're trying to do is, is not just identify what's possible for the customer in terms of what the mass save program offers, but pro insulation, we offer, we offer products that are, that are not rebated by the mass save program as well. I mean, we're, we, we do what's called, it's called AeroSeal uh, duct sealing. Duct sealing is rebated by the program, but AeroSeal is a, Technology has been around for 20 plus years, but it hasn't been really in the residential market. It's only been the residential market for the past five or six years. Um, so what we want to do is for customers that have ducted systems, we can off, we, we obviously want to look for areas of opportunity that, of air sealing and insulation. That's the, the biggest bang for your buck you can do because it's so, it's so heavily rebated. And, and for customers that I don't know when this podcast will go out, but the Mass A program right now, they've actually taken the cap off the rebate program for the the month of August. And now it's just a, or the, the sorry, the summer months. Now it's just a rebate of 75%, no matter how big your contract was. It used to be 75% up to 2000, but for the summer, they took the cap off. So there's customers that are getting, you know, $5,000 worth of work done to their house and they're only paying, you know, less than $1,000 or a little over $1,000 for it. So it's uh, it's a great rebate program. But we also want to we don't we want to look at it as a whole home solution. You know, we don't just want to look at air sealing and insulation and lighting and and water. We also want water reduction. We also want to look at duct work and, and how can we improve the how the duct works working. So if you have a high efficiency heating system hooked up to leaky ducts, that's not going to do you much good. Your high efficiency system is going to is going to reduce its effectiveness fairly quickly. It's like putting a new heart in, in bad in uh, in a body with bad blood vessels. It's just you, it's not going to the heart's not going to do what it's supposed to do. So we're trying to treat our treat duct work in a way that's that's hasn't been done before. I mean, it, not within the Mass A program, not comprehensively. The, the Mass A right now does man they rebate manual duct sealing and manual duct sealing is great for the duct work that you can see. But there's a lot of duct work hidden in walls and floor cavities that you can't see. And AeroSeal gives us the opportunity of being able to seal all that duct work through technology, not just a guy with a brush or using his hands to smear on uh, mastic, which is basically the consistency of joy compound. That's so we're, we're going to be offering things like that. Um, we have connections with great HVAC contractors that um, I've built through my time at Next Step Living. So we can offer customers heating system upgrades that are different than just your normal boiler or furnace swap out. There's a lot of great 
uh, mini split, ductless mini split op options out there. Mitsubishi just created a, a mini split that it can actually fit into the cabinet of your normal furnace. So you can actually have a, a mini split, uh, a, a mini split system that is using your exi existing ductwork. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. Be very comprehensive about doing a whole home solution. And, and it, you know, over time, we'd like to move more into a deep energy, you know, as unobtrusive a deep energy retrofit application as we can get to using the rebate programs where we're working and also using our um, partners within various industries to help customers get as close to as highly energy efficient home as possible with it being a retrofit ap application. I mean, you can tear down your walls and you can make your house net zero it's going to cost you a ton of money, but there's a way, there's also ways to get fairly close to that with some behavior modification and some, and some of the newer technologies that are coming out, be able to do that without having to pull your whole house apart in order to, in order to make the improvements. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this is really critical information that you're passing along because there's so much housing stock that's already built and so many folks are living in those homes with no intention of tearing down the walls and doing a deep energy retrofit. And so what Pro Insulation is, is doing here in terms of understanding what the materials are and the technologies and then bringing a delivery model that allows homeowners to participate in the process, to evaluate the technologies and then you know, understand the economic benefits. Uh, there's a there's a huge marketplace and a need out there, and that you know residential energy consumption is a is a a, a very big part of um, you know the consumption on our on our electric grid. Run. What is the what's the breakdown residential versus commercial on the on the utility grid in the Northeast? As far as load or customer load. count. So no. load, I, I believe um, I'm I'm just guessing, but I think I think. Commercial industrial might be 60 to 70% of the load. Majority of the customers are residential, however, but it's a small portion of the load. I believe, I believe that's the ratio. Yeah, I totally, totally put you on the spot. Next time I'll, uh, I'll give you some heads up so you can do that research. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Hey, Adam, uh, great background. What's, um, what's going on with the launch for Pro Insulation? What, uh, who do you want to reach out to? How are you reaching out to folks? You did mention the, you know, the cap is off on the, on the air seal technology. Uh, what are some things you want to alert people to about uh, Pro Insulation's relaunch and re-energization -energi here? Yeah, so I mean, our, our biggest thing right now is to really get involved in the HPC program in, in Massachusetts, and we're involved with with rise in in rise engineering for the national grid program in, in Rhode Island, we're focused right now. We're going to be focusing the majority of our efforts in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. We really want to we really want to attack the the market with you know obviously our our our, our bread and butter has always been weatherization. You know our, we have our, we have our insulation trucks out there running every day, uh, working within the IIC program in Massachusetts, and and we're going to continue to do that as we transition and and our 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 real goal is to is to really get out there and start marketing to customers within the next month or so. Um, our ability to do energy audits and and our our aero seal uh, duct sealing system um, really get that out there as much as possible. And we're doing a lot of work with aero seal to actually market that to customers within Massachusetts. Uh, I believe there's one other weatherization company in Massachusetts doing aero seal. I don't remember exactly who it is, but our goal is to really, you know, be able to serve those customers that that have 
opportunities in their house and get and, and market out to them as 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 much as possible. And and we're doing that through a lot of partnerships. We're partnering with solar companies, we're partnering with HVAC companies and helping them get leads through our services and vice versa. Okay. So that's good. So I'm going to ask you, um, you know, who are the people you need to, to, to get in touch with and how do people get in touch with you? You gave us two good ones. The, the development of channel partners is a key aspect of, of your planned growth and solar and HVAC um, contacts are, are key people there. Um, if, if people want to reach Pro Insulation, uh, who, who should those people be and how can they reach you? Yeah, any any type of home improvement contractor that is interested in in working with us in, in terms of our what what we can offer our customers can reach out to me directly at Adam at ProInsulationCT.com. Um, and for our customers, they can reach out to me exactly the same way, but even more effectively is if they're just looking for information on energy audits or insulation or AeroSeal or or even how to connect with our solar partners, they can reach us at info at ProInsulationCT.com. Well, that's great. Best of luck with with the relaunch here. Wish wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. So thanks again for our listener for joining us. We want to take a moment here to uh, once again thank our our sponsor. Uh, Today's sponsor for this podcast is RetroCool Energy Services. In addition to energy conservation support, RetroCool provides energy engineering, electric and gas utility rebate submissions, electricity and natural gas procurement. You can visit them at retrocoolenergy.com. So Energy Matters Podcast can be found on Podbean. And obviously, if you listen to us, you've found us. But uh, Ron, we always like to hear feedback. You get any good ideas for who's coming on next? Oh, that's a good question, Leo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got I to give you these, these questions in advance. You got yeah. Um, I know uh, AWE's first meeting is in September, second second Wednesday of this September. So, uh, yeah, we might approach a few of the attendees at AWE. But, yeah, we'll have to uh, regroup and um, think of some potential upcoming guests. Or if you are interested in becoming a guest on our show, please let us know. That's great. Yeah, get that, that message out there. So uh, recommendations for topics or companies, we'd love to hear from you and uh, want to help continue to promote the, the growth of the energy efficiency community. So for Energy Matters to you, this has been Leo Ryan and Ron Galuli. Uh, there's work to be done. Go make a difference. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.